Welcome back to the Tech.U podcast. My name is Robin Walters. I'm the founding editor of Tech.U, and you are listening to episode number 78 of this very podcast. Now, subscribers to this podcast, and even people who only listen from time to time, may have noticed that we haven't recorded and published a podcast in quite some time. That's very true, but we're resurrecting it at a time where the European tech industry seems to be going through quite a few changes, and the momentum that we've seen in the past few years doesn't seem to be slowing down. So, our sincere apologies for the relative long hiatus in publishing our podcast but hey we're back now yay um, so I'm thinking I might kick off this podcast um, listing some of the biggest news items from the past few months uh, since we stopped recording uh, but if I'm honest uh, so much has been happening that I'd rather just simply start fresh and talk about some recent uh, noteworthy news and a couple of other things rather than just go back a few months and, and list all of those things because it would take us a little bit too far. Now, one of those things that I really want to talk about is a really big thing, at least as far as the tech.eu team is concerned. Uh, you may have noticed that we've recently introduced subscriptions for our research. That basically means we're going to be doubling down on our efforts in European tech market intelligence and reports uh, in the coming months and years. Uh, but also that we're going to start charging, at least for some of it. Uh, now, most of the content you'll be able to read and listen to free of charge, but it may require you to register, uh, which we think is a more than fair trade-off, uh, given the investments in quality data and content that we've been making um, since our founding about four years ago now. Yes, that's four years. Can you believe that TechU is almost four years old already? Anyway, soon our full newsletter and a lot of the data and research we do for our um, unique reports on the European tech industry will be only for paying subscribers. Now, those payments only amount to about 12 euros per month or 100 euros per year if you want to save, get an annual subscription. To get more information on our plans and the available options, please visit tech.eu and click on account on the top right of the navigation menu and then you'll be able to see everything in uh, a lot more detail. And as always, your feedback is more than welcome. As a reminder, we sometimes also partner up with companies who are kind enough to sponsor our research so we can provide it to you for free. Now, the last report was sponsored by BNP Paribas Fortis uh, and focused on European scale-ups in particular. Uh, we basically analyzed about more than a thousand startups actually from across the region that are growing fast uh, across you know, a number of verticals. And you can download that report for free by visiting tech.eu slash shop. That's tech.eu slash shop. Now, meanwhile, yours truly just came back from Dublin, uh, where the annual SASTOC conference was held. I say annual, but it was really only the second edition of the event, which is the only annual event that's really fully dedicated to the SaaS industry in Europe. Uh, which is kind of crazy if you think about how big and fast-growing that part of the European tech industry really is. Philippe Potteri, uh, who's a partner at VC firm uh, Axel, he uh, published a guest post on Tech.eu the other day, right before the conference kicked off, to basically showcase the increasing momentum of SaaS companies in this part of the world. And you would be well advised to look up his column on Tech.eu if you want to learn more about the state of the European SaaS industry. But first, let's listen to an interview I did with Alex Turma, who is the main instigator of the Software Conference in Dublin. Hey, this is Robin from TechU, and I'm here in Dublin for the second edition of the Sastok Conference. And I'm here with the founder of it, Alex Tuma. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is that a connect pronunciation there? What's Sastok for those who've never been? 
Yeah, SASDOC is a, a conference um, for those that are in B2B SaaS, SaaS leaders, execs and, and investors. What we do is just bring everybody together. Um, a lot of B2B SaaS companies, you know, want to sell to each other. They can learn from each other. They might want to, you know, get investment. And we just facilitate that by just bringing a great crowd of people together. From this year, it's like 1,400 attendees from 44 different countries, mostly European, but a lot from the US and Brazil and Mexico this year, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, it's just a great place to come learn and connect with people that are in B2B SaaS. Great. And you're bringing these people together, but what's your own background? Like, how did you come to become the founder of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my background, I've, I've never done events before until uh, last year. So it's, it's pretty crazy. I had 11 years in enterprise sales. You know, the last few years we were in cloud computing and I started to geek out a little bit about SaaS and started to write my own blog on SaaS and then started to do a podcast on SaaS. And then with the podcast, I, I think I was pretty much like one of the first people doing a, a SaaS podcast a couple of years ago. Now everybody's doing it. But uh, yeah, I was interviewing people like Owen McKay from Intercom and Byron Dieter at Bessemer Venture Partners and just doing this you know, from my bedroom. But it enabled me to build out a bit of a network and have conversations with people that are in SaaS. And a lot of these conversations kind of led to, oh, isn't it a shame that there isn't a conference or a place where everyone can come and learn in Europe? And that idea really resonated with me. So it was just something, it, it, it just it was on my brain and I, I just uh, became convinced that this was a great idea, uh, even though I had no experience in, a, in events and my uh, fiance was six months pregnant <laughs> and she was like, can you not wait two years uh, to this? And I was like, well, no, I, if, if I wait two years, it's just never going to happen, right? It's now or never. And I was so convinced. And so I quit my job went all in on this and uh, nearly ran out of money. But then we managed to kind of like pull it together. And the first year was uh, was a success. We had 700 people come and now it's doubled in size in, uh, you know, in one year. So yeah, pretty cool. Well done, it's quite the roller coaster there. I'm curious because we ran a guest post this week from Philip Botter from yeah. Excel Partners, basically saying just like he did last year that you know, European SaaS industry is growing, mm-hmm. it's going in the right direction. I guess that you're also agree with this uh, statement, but do you, you have any other thoughts, like opinions of what's going on here? Yeah, oh, I mean, like you, you, there are so many like great European SaaS companies. Right? I think it, I, I definitely agree with Philippe uh, Bateri. It, it definitely is growing. You know, I think certainly, you know, we have the likes of Intercom and Typeform who are probably, you know, the, some of the most sort of recognized, fastest growing European SaaS, although Intercom kind of say they're a US company despite the four Irish founders. But, um, but what we generally see is that when the European companies get to a certain scale, they move to the US because the market is bigger out there and then, you know, they become Americanized, so Zendesk also, you know, it's from Copenhagen, but they say they're a US company. But that's fine. We want to see more of these success stories, right? It's great if they get to a certain scale and, and, and they move to the US. And there are a, a bunch of, you know, the next intercoms and showpads and typeforms at SASDOC. I don't know who they are yet, but we, we will know them and we'll be talking about them to the next year. So it's great to be able to facilitate, you know, getting them all together, getting them to, to hear from Des Trainer at Intercom and you know David Apple at Typeform and seeing how they've gone through their scaling challenges and then in a couple of years time they'll probably be up on stage and you know we'll be learning from them and teaching the new wave so I think that's definitely you know something that I I, I look at with SASDOC and the vision and what we're doing and uh, you know it's very I think a rewarding process but you know whilst we're in Europe and you know I would say 80% of our attendees are 
European SaaS companies. You know, we're looking at, at growing SaaS stock because it, there, there is a need globally for SaaS startups and founders to learn and sell to each other and, you know, meet in, uh, investors if they want to raise capital. So to see that people are coming over from Mexico to learn, you know, it's pretty cool because there's nothing there, you know, for them in uh, in Mexico. So Does cool. it also open opportunities for you to expand geographically, either within yeah. Europe or, or globally even? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so, so we, we view, like, I mean, right now, you know, we, we only have the, the one event um, and it's annual and we look at it as a a global conference for global you know SaaS companies but for sure like uh, the 12 months is a long time we could probably uh, be involved in a six-month sales cycle rather than 12 months and have another event in the first half of the year and you know it could be SaaS stock US, SaaS stock Asia, SaaS stock South America Um, you know we need to kind of explore these things but for sure and I think even like if we do that it's going to help from a marketing perspective for the for the flagship event similar to how Web Summit did Right. Well, we are in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were some of the feedback you've been getting from investors specifically? Because I've seen a lot of the, the well-known VC firms, both from the US and Europe, uh, yeah. to be honest, are here. Uh, what's the feedback you've been getting from them? Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I was just speaking to Mikhail Cotting at North Zone and, you know, he loved it. He was here last year. He's come back. Yeah. And he was saying, look, you know, amazing event. Don't grow it. Don't grow yeah. it. Keep it the same size. They love the intimacy. Um, but, you know, he's had great meetings. I think there's, there's a really good quality of people here. That, that's not just me saying it, but that's the feedback that, that I get. And uh, and so the VCs are super happy. We had 100 VCs here last year. Um, now we've got 200 VCs here this year. They're all SaaS VCs. They all want to meet SaaS companies. And they're super happy. They're booked out. They've had, uh, I mean, uh, Chris, uh, our head of investors, was saying Global Founders, uh, I think they're called Global Founders Capital, had 16 meetings. And they were like, how do we get more involved in SaaS doc? This is great for Amazing. us. And yeah, just everybody seems like super pumped uh, uh, about it. So it, it's pretty cool. And to get the VCs here, you know, it, it helps us then attract sort of startups. So it's kind of like, you yeah, know, this, uh, cycle. this cycle. So yeah. great. Well, well done. Um, but, you know, it's my personal opinion. If you look at the European tech industry, you look at the most valuable private tech companies, it would be Spotify or Supercell or SoundCloud. Um, these are consumer facing businesses. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that the bulk of the European tech industry is really in, you know, SaaS and mm-hmm. then like a B2B enterprise uh, software environment. Uh, some really good companies, but I don't think it you know, uh, gets enough visibility. So so I'm very happy that something like SaaS talk came about and you know, good luck uh, with the rest. Yep. Thank you very much, Robin. Yeah, and it's been great uh, having you here. I think you know it's been a, a really successful three days and uh, I'm going to take a couple of days off uh, to <laughs> decompress. And then on Tuesday, I'll be back to work and planning uh, 2018. So we're back in October. Uh, 15th to 17th, 2018, bigger and better. Awesome, I'll put it in my agenda as well. Thank you very much. My advice, if you have any interest in SaaS, definitely do make an effort to go to SaaS next year. It will be well worth your time. I also interviewed one of Europe's fastest growing SaaS companies uh, when I was in Dublin. But before we get to that, let's look at a couple of interesting news items from the past, let's say, two weeks. One of the main stories I'm sure you've heard is that Uber has lost its license to operate in London. At least the London transport authorities have decided not to renew the American company's license um, after lamenting Uber's approach to reporting serious driver offenses, uh, approach to drivers' medical and safety checks, and also the use of its secret gray ball software basically used to dodge transport officials. Uber is, of course, appealing the decision 
And a petition to save the company in London is closing in or already there at 1 million signatures already. It's very likely, however, that customers and drivers will not see a single day of actual halting of Uber's operations in London, as the appeal will buy the company some time to make necessary changes, I think, that are bound to appease the city's transport authorities. Now, another pretty big news from the UK, food delivery giant Deliveroo has secured a monster funding round, raising $385 million from investors that values the company at more than $2 billion, according to uh, certain media reports. That's quite a massive round. That's the kind we saw its German competitor Delivery Hero raise before taking the IPO routes and going public in its home country. We'll see if Delivery follows suit uh, in that regard, but it does certainly fill its coffers in the short term. Uh, the UK company has now raised about $860 million in total. So for a European tech company, that's quite a lot. Um, one thing that's not big news yet, but it certainly will be. Um, European Union officials are currently considering a host of proposals aimed at increasing the amount of tax that is paid by digital giants like Facebook and Amazon. The New York Times reviewed the new proposals last week and reported that they broadly aim to tax internet companies in the countries where they generate their business rather than allow them to shift profits to jurisdictions with lower rates. A reform like that would be an incredibly big move to make, which also makes it very unlikely to fully be, fully be realized, because any such reform would so happen to require the unanimous approval of the EU's 28 member states, and that means not everyone will be, be likely to want to play ball on that level, especially the smaller countries. So, so it's very unlikely that this happens the way that um, the proposals are written. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, it's definitely something we'll be watching very closely. Uh, it's bound to have a big effect on how digital giants operate here in Europe and also on the relationship between the EU and the US, where most of these companies were born. So watch this space, as they say. Um, next up, we have an interview with David Apple from Barcelona-based Typeform, uh, which is a European SaaS company that basically allows users to create and publish surveys uh, that collect data. We also use them at TechEU. It's a, it's a really, really nice product and, and apparently fast-growing company. Uh, the company recently announced that it has raised $35 million in Series B funding led by General Atlantic. So I asked David about that and much more at the SaaS conference in Dublin. Hey, this is uh, Robin from TechU, and I'm here in Dublin for the SaaS Talk conference. I'm here with David Apple uh, from Typeform. Uh, what's Typeform? Hey, Typeform is a form and survey builder. Uh, what differentiates us from our competitors is that uh, Typeforms tend to be much more conversational, so it gives a better respondent experience, and our customers tend to collect uh, more data and better quality data than with other tools. Great. Uh, we use Typeform ourselves, uh, very happy users. Um, I'm sure a lot of the, our listeners know uh, the product at least, um, but what don't they know about the company? Like where are you based? How big are you? What do you want to share about like the basics of the company? Sure. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're based out of Barcelona. Uh, we, we've been growing really quickly. Uh, when I joined three years ago, there were only 15 of us. There's now over 180 of us. Um, we've actually moved office twice in three years because we outgrew one office and then we moved to another office, not realizing how quickly we were going to grow. And then we outgrew that office again, so we had to move again. But yeah, it's a really exciting company to be part of. Yeah. Can you share anything about users, revenue, or any other metrics that you want to share? Sure. Well, uh, we have a freemium model and we literally have uh, millions of free users. Uh, we have a little bit over 30,000 paying customers. And on average, those customers pay us about $40 a month. Uh, so. We have a very big scale and a relatively low average uh, price per customer. Great. 
I was just on stage interviewing Christian from Wunderlist, uh, where we talked about the Microsoft acquisition, and I told him like Wunderlist for a long time was regarded as a feature, not a product. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to do was kind of like a, only part of a. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people think of Typeform that way as well. Like it's a form builder. Like, what is it really a, a product that you can? You know, is that really a company or is it a feature? Uh, so what do you say to that? Great question. Uh, I think when I first met our CEOs at my interview, I maybe had a similar thought, like forms and surveys, it's not very sexy. Uh, what are we gonna be able to do with that? But I think our, our founders have a really great vision. And uh, and it's true that so far, we've been a fairly horizontal product where people can use Typeform as part of a workflow, but a lot of our customers tend to integrate Typeform into their workflow with other tools. And the vision of where we wanna go now is to allow our customers to do like a specific use case from A to Z. So basically we want to improve our core product so that we can sell, solve real customer problems in a more complete way and then also integrate with other partners so that for example if you're doing an NPS with Typeform our partner can provide a great NPS dashboard and, uh, and allow our customers to have the full uh, use case just using Typeform. Well, and to work on these plans and to finance the growth as well that you, you're experiencing, um, you've just raised quite a large round of funding, uh, 35 million, I think after a $50 million Series A round. So that's already quite substantial for a European company at least. Um, so what are the plans with this you know, extra influx of cash? Yeah, it is it is pretty exciting. I think there's there's two main things that we want to do with that money. Uh, one is we want to open an office in the U.S. That's where we have about half of our customers, and also this is part of our go-to-market strategy, which is to to build those partnerships with other companies so that we can offer a more complete solution to specific use cases. And we feel like having an office in the U.S. and being able to partner with some of those companies there is is a good way forward. So that's a big chunk of what we plan to do with with the money. And then obviously continue building on what we've done well so far. Right. That yeah. makes sense. But you're here at Sastok now in Dublin. Um, what are you? Why are you here? Are you looking for partners? Are you talking to customers, investors? So, like, what brings you here? Um, well, really, Guinness is what, what brings me here. <laughs> but no, I, I love Sastok. I attended last year. I really enjoyed it. I think the audience is amazing. It's a lot of founders and CEOs, uh, so really inspiring people to speak with. From Typeform's perspective, uh, it's a lot of brand awareness. What was really nice to see here is that a lot of companies already knew about us, and in fact, a lot of them already use us. But what was also interesting to hear is that a lot of these uh, startups really want to integrate Typeform into their workflow. And so that's interesting for us to know that maybe there's less of a sales opportunity for us here and more of a biz dev uh, type opportunity for us. Great. Um, I don't know if you've attended any of the sessions, but um, do you also learn something at Sasuke? Like, there's a lot of sessions about scaling and you know how to optimize your marketing, etc. So, yeah. Have you taken away anything interesting? Yeah, I, I should have answered that actually because uh, that's one of the things I love about Sastalk. Sometimes I hear things that are directly relevant to me and other times I hear things that other companies have done that's not directly relevant to Typeform, but it still like puts an idea in my mind of this is what we should be doing uh, better. And, uh, and for me specifically, I realized that you know we have a really big customer base, but one of the talks made me think, are we really getting the most value out of those customers or is there more we could do to expand them and give them more value so that we can uh, yeah, get more value of our, out of our existing user base? So uh, definitely a lot of food for thought. Great. Well, David, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Again, Typeform is a nice product. We love it. And a lot of other people obviously do. Wish you the best of luck with the company. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure.
All right, dear listener, that's it for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. We're always happy to receive feedback or suggestions for topics or people we should interview for the podcast You know, now that we're back. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on iTunes or SoundCloud. And you can also follow Tech.eu on Twitter. We're at tech underscore EU. That's at tech underscore EU. And we're also on Facebook and LinkedIn, of course. Keep listening. Please tell your friends. Until next time, this is Robin Waters checking out.